newscast. Where in Rima, 7 till 9, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Hola, mi hermano. How are Hola. you? How Hola. are you? I am fine. I am awake. <laughs> it's Monday, baby. That was a quick damn weekend. Yeah. I think they shorted us a day on that weekend. Just as they should be so that we can get right back in here and do what we're called to do. Oh, God. This is why we're here. Unrelenting positivism. <laughs> Let's go. I don't want to feel good, Trey. <laughs> <laughs> it's Monday. Let's go. I don't want to feel good. Hey, look. It's it's it, it's this way. You could have been sucked out of a jet when the door blew wow, off. Wow. That was crazy. That would have been wild for your weekend. I, right? I thought everybody was remarkably calm. <laughs> they were. Well, there's a gaping yeah. hole on the side of the plane when you're 2,000 feet up or whatever the hell they were. 16. 16,000 feet. Yeah. <laughs> that they held it together Lord. pretty good. Should have Must have rolled the mini cart down the aisle when that thing was going. <laughs> Man. All right, so we'll talk more about that a little bit later. Sure. On. You and I both have been around people with dementia. Yes. We, we have. <clears throat> I, yeah. yeah. Well, you made no I, I'm not speaking out of church because you've made no bones about what, oh, no, no, no. Your, no, your mom's I, last I, my year. My wife cared for my wife, right, my right. mom, for the last six months of her life. That's and, right. Uh, we watched every stage of dementia right okay. there in front of you. And you've talked about it on the air, so oh, that's yeah, yeah, the, yeah. talking about Absolutely. it is not a problem. You no, don't mind that. No. And and in my case, it was my grandfather uh, years ago back in the 1980s, early 1980s. Right, right. He was a, to me, he was a war hero, right. World War Two, And to watch him... Changed from this very strong, he had those Popeye arms, you know? Right. To watch him go sure. downhill. No, was it's just devastating. It's, it's called the long goodbye for That's a what reason. It is. Yeah. It, Bruce Willis. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So the other night, Joe, uh, first of all, he was on vacation in St. Croix. Right. <laughs> of course. Com- comes back from St. <laughs> uh, Croix uh, on Wednesday of last week. They were going to do the speech Saturday because that was J6. Right. They moved it up a day. Hmm. Wonder why, huh? I'm sure it has something to do with his health, right? Right. Exactly. So they do it on Friday night instead, at the last minute. We're going to do it <laughs> I on didn't Friday. Know what was going on? No. I, everybody was kind of surprised. Well, we talked about it on Friday that it was going to be on Saturday. Yeah. Right. We talked I, about that. I woke up Saturday morning. I'm like, what? That happened? Right. Because <laughs> they bumped it up, and yeah. that's got to be health. Yeah. That has to be health, yeah. right? Oh yeah. Okay, so I'll just kind of set the stage here. I just showed you a video. And oh, yeah. So I'll just set the stage. When they get there to do the speech, Jill walks him up on the stage and escorts him to the podium like, here's the podium, right. put your hands here kind of thing. He gives this very, and here's your stage four, he gives this very angry, ugly, eyes shut, Oh yeah, it's vicious, weird. like fangs coming out, uh, sound and he's spitting and all that kind of stuff and it's all about j6 has nothing to do with his economy his border well, he his doesn't economy. have any accomplishments right. to go on that's so right. he's got to go with j6 that's and it. mega and all that that's crap right. and democracy cut number three jimmy <laughs> democracy is on the ballot listen to him america as we began this election year we must be clear democracy is on the ballot your freedom is on the ballot in what way, Joe? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he can't answer any questions, remember? No. They don't allow any questions. No. So then speech is over, and he does his usual turn to the left, turn to the right, stand up, sit down, fight, fight, fight. What am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to go? Jill comes running. Yeah. Running up onto the stage. She goes over, collapses in his arms, whispers to him, this is what we're going to do. This way, Joe. Exactly. Follow me. Exactly. Let me guide you. He turns back to the microphone and goes, I understand power. 
like that <laughs> while the music's playing. And then she grabs him, like grabs yeah. him by the hand and yanks him and pulls him to the back of the stage and out and gone. And he's walking at this point like Frankenstein, barely able to walk. I didn't know where to go. And <laughs> so <laughs> his gait you know. is completely dementia. His slurring of the words is completely dementia. And, and Sean, whatever medication that they hype him up on, right, to be able to get through a right. speech like that. The whole thing about him not being able to to walk, you know, barely find his way. The anger is dementia. Yes, yes, yeah. uh, that's something that you learn uh, that uh, there's a frustration that's kind of always there because inside your mind, you know, you're forgetting stuff. You know, you're confused, and so it translates as anger. Yeah, and you can see that all over him, man. Yeah. yeah. Now to the video I just showed you, they get in the helicopter, they fly to Delaware. Right now, he's been in D.C. for. Two days in the last several weeks. Right. <laughs> Wednesday and Thursday of last week. Yeah, yeah. They immediately get him to Delaware Friday night. As fast as they could get that helicopter there, he gets off the helicopter. Jill, a serviceman and a Marine, are standing there. Joe is doing his, I don't know where I am. Jill goes over to get in the car, which is about five feet away, the beast. Joe is turning around in circles looking at the helicopter. He walks over to the serviceman to say, do I get back on the helicopter? What, <laughs> yeah. what am I supposed to do now? And the guy has to take him by the hand and lead him to the car. Well, he's, you know, I, I told you off air that I saw a bit of video from him from like, I don't know, two years ago, and they're like two completely different people, and he wasn't that great back then. Uh, he's, I mean, he's still holding it together. He is still walking. Uh, he can still follow a script, you know, but he, he did kind of veer off a couple times like that, right thing uh, you know where he, he, he kind of screw if he gets lost it takes him a few seconds to find his way back i heard well yeah if they want to hear it but i it, it's it's he's still there but he is in a steep decline and i i would submit that they're giving him something to get through the speeches and to get through the appearances uh, but you see him otherwise. He he just ain't there, man. He he should not be. He should be in total care right now. He should not be doing anything professionally at the, all. The unspoken secret in D.C. is there was probably some many strokes since he became president. That's the unspoken secret. That people yeah. people. That's the whispers. The right, Washington right. whispers, and that yes, they are giving him stuff to get him up and get him on the stage. And they can tell when it starts to wear off, you know. And the joke was, well, that was actually Joe's cocaine that they found in the White House. <laughs> I heard that. Right, right. Because, right. yeah, because he, he gets through the speeches very awkwardly. But, yeah. the, you know, the anger's there. You can see that. Uh, you know, he, he doesn't know where the hell he is. Uh, he, I, I think, you know, I don't know what stage actually he's at. But I, I, I would say anybody being honest, looking at him, if you're being honest, you would say he should not be doing this. No. No. At least, whatever stage no. he's in, that man should not be holding office. No. He, he shouldn't have any job. He's, he's done. Correct. You know, so, so who is running the country? Well, Barack Obama, <laughs> through his people that are, that are through, rife throughout this administration, right, it's right. his people. They've right. seated the whole government with these people. Yes, and, and that's who's running the show. It's, yeah. it's Barack, it's Susan Rice, Valerie Jarrett, who lives with Barack, right. and all these people. They're the ones who are running the show through their people, and they have been. I can guarantee you this, that 
Joe and Anthony Blinken, and this is another story we'll get into later, but Joe and Anthony Blinken and all these people did not know that Lloyd Austin was in Walter Reed and ICU, but Barack knew it. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. called his boss and told yeah. him. Yeah. That's a weird story. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that. That's a very strange story. But yeah, obviously Joe Biden is not nope. in command of anything. He's not presiding over anything. Nope. He's getting through what he has to get through, and they're shoving him out there. And frankly, it's sick, man. Well, it is sick. <laughs> and pretty sick. It is very sick. J.P. Morgan is the uh, financial gurus, right? And they kind of have an inside track on a lot of stuff that's going on because multi-billions, if not trillions right. of dollars, rests on decisions that they make, yeah. right? So yeah. they've got insiders and everything else. Every year they do a, a prediction for the year, and they've been right. Uh, you know, they've, they've hit it. Well, this time they've got it out saying that Joe Biden, after Super Tuesday, which is March 5th, right. when he gets all those delegates, between then and the convention, he's, he's going to step out. He's just I, I waiting would, to get those. Yeah. He's waiting to get those delegates so he can award them to whomever. Right, yeah. I, I would absolutely agree because right. he's not long for this world nope. as far as being able to even to stand up. I mean, we talk about my mom. We had her here for five years, and I, I'm kind of tracking where he is based upon how she evolved in dementia, and he's at that stage where she needed 24 hour care. It's very obvious. You can see it. Right. Assisted living, at least. Right. You know, and so this guy cannot do the job he is not doing the job and if you no. think he's doing the job you're you're being a weirdo because yeah. it's right there in front of you well and and he, there's no way they know he there's no way he can run for president he can't be and out there, there giving no mega way. speeches no, he's gonna have to get out of yeah yeah and he can't stand on a stage with donald trump no. or ron DeSantis or nikki Haley or any of them it doesn't matter who the republicans choose they can't st- he can't stand on a stage with them and debate them well, and they I, know it. And I think it says something also just how much time he's off and how much time he's on Joe time, vacation time, whatever, whatever you want to call it. It's yeah. increasing. Yep. He's more That's and right. more on vacation. He was in two days last week. Yeah. He's back in Delaware now for a long weekend. They took him Friday. They say he'll come back midweek this week, maybe. Think about that. I mean, <laughs> uh, he's spending, now he is spending more days of the week in right. Delaware, probably in a hospital bed in Delaware in the house. Right. Than he is in Washington D.C., so he's not running the show. That's you know, let's, let's not BS each other. Well, and why more people aren't upset about? That? <laughs> you know, I mean, if I'm a Democrat, I'd be pissed off about that. Like, well, hey, he's running things here, man. I mean, you can see it with your own eyes. He, he yeah, he, he doesn't. Once he's off script, once the moment's done, once he's he's accomplished, you know, okay, Joe, you got through that. You could see it. He has no idea what to do. Nope. You show me the video. His car is right there. His wife it. just went to the car. Can't find it. And the yeah, the uh, the officer, young officer, had to lead him to his car. I mean, it's it's sad and yeah. sick and pathetic and. You know, troubling. <laughs> That's <laughs> the, the word. Least, you know, very, very troubling. troubling. That's right. I want to tell you about uh, BG products for your vehicle. No matter what you drive, BG has got the product for you. And any number of products will do a great job for your vehicle that a BG has. I like to talk about how they can improve the lubricity of the oil inside the engine. This time of year, we're going back and forth between warm and cold weather and so on, right? And that's tough on oil. And you can protect your engine like nothing else when you have the guy who changes your oil add the BG to the inside of the engine. When they do that, you'll always have maximum lubricity inside the engine. 
that prevents the metal-on-metal, the heat, the wear and tear, and the breakdown, and more importantly, most importantly, that prevents those costly repairs that you'll have to do if you break an engine. You don't have to worry about that. Use the BG products. Use them also for the fuel system. Complete uh, treatment for your fuel system that improves fuel mileage as well. Wherever you have your oil change, just ask for the BG service. And they're online, too, at bgfindashop.com. Right around this morning, some slick streets. going to be cloudy a little bit later on and windy, windy, windy. We might see wind gusts tonight between 40 and 50 miles an hour. 68 for the high today. Tomorrow, sunny and windy and a high of 60. And right now it's 55 at KTSA. Good morning. We do have a couple of new troubles. A little TLC love. Yeah. All right, it's uh, 722 at KTSA. What's up? Well, you know... Uh, there was two things that I was unaware were going on. First off, Joe's speech, because they bumped it up a day. Uh, and then the Golden Globes. Uh, I just happened to call my kid to check in with her last night. And, oh, I'm watching the Golden Globes. I didn't know. There really wasn't a lot of ramp up to this. I was thinking about that out last night. Normally, like when a big award show's coming up, you hear a lot about it. They put out the list of uh, uh, nominees, I think, last week. But beyond that, there was not a lot of hype about this. And boy, was it a dumpster fire. Yeah, it, it, was. it really was. It really sucked. Yeah, it did. And I don't blame Joe Coy. I yeah. mean, I, I, no. I think that dude's funny as hell. Yeah. That wasn't his room, though, man. Yeah. <laughs> that no, just wasn't. was not his room. He bombed. Well, he, I, I think it was a combination of it. it ain't his room. He, yeah. he, he got the gig like December 21st, I think. Yeah. Right. He couldn't find anybody that wanted, wanted to do it. Ten days ago. They didn't, couldn't find anybody <laughs> that wanted to do it. Nah. Think about that for a second. Right. So they get Joe Coy. He says, "Sure, you know." And but he's he's just not. That's just not his room. Uh-huh. I mean, that's my opinion. He he talks about a lot of everyday stuff, and he talks about being a kid, and talks about his mom. The stuff and, with his and, mom and, is and that, hilarious. Doing that for a bunch of elite snobs, you know, getting half a million dollar gift bags uh-huh. ain't gonna fly. Nope. So I don't blame him. I just thought it wasn't because I, I I turned it on. And I see Joe Coy, and I'm like, "What's going on?" Nobody's laughing. I'm like, "What? what is he doing a serious thing?" Uh-huh. But it just wasn't his gig, man. <laughs> and the rest of it, I mean, I turned off when the white jokes started. Okay, yeah. well, there was a, a a pair that were nominating somebody, and it it was weird because the the, the actual winners only had like sixty seconds. It was all very rushed because they've added a bunch of new awards, so Barbie could be an award winner basically. Uh, and so the, the, the winners got very little time, but they didn't have these long, which I guess were supposed to be comedy routines and they were horrible, terrible. Kevin Costner had this look in his face. Like, I can't believe I'm here. Uh-huh. And then they started with the white people roll jokes. You know, they had a, an, an Asian guy and a black woman. I don't know who they were, but they're like, this is so cool that we're here because now we can do white people roles. And they started riffing and I was like, all right, bye. It was a. I, I tell you what. What I took away from the Golden Globes is the same thing that is is affecting Hollywood in general, because they've lost twenty percent of their ticket sales since COVID. Huh. People left and didn't go back. That's right. Um, the message is more important than the art. Mm-hmm. Last night, okay, the box checking and the woke stuff, and this is classic now of award shows. It, it's still a show. Is <clears throat> more important than putting on a good show. You look at a movie like Barbie, which I thought was an absolute piece of crap. Horrible movie. Worst. Did you watch it? Worst. It's, you know, the the messaging about girl power and all that crap 
completely ruled the day, and so they made really crappy decisions as filmmakers, and it was a sucky movie. They don't care. But you see what I'm saying? That, yeah, it's that message over content, that mm-hmm. message over art, right. artistic choices, right. that is destroying the film industry right now, in my opinion. So John Nolte wrote in Breitbart Today, like you're talking right. about uh, the, the 20% you right. know, gone, lost. Yeah. Uh, and, that's, and that's a lot. And, and that's well. <laughs> that's not a little. That's well, a lot. Most industries wouldn't survive that, right? No, they wouldn't. And uh, and and a lot of that is because you you are hell bent on insulting over half of America. Well, and yeah. I got to tell you, man, I have no interest in giving my money to people who are going to insult me. It's kind of like what you say, and I say the same thing about Greg Popovich giving my money to the San Antonio Spurs. I don't want to go give my money to somebody who hates me, which you, is exactly what Hollywood does. They hate yeah. straight white men. You suck. You suck. You suck. <laughs> yeah. Why aren't you going to our movies right. that say you suck? So you know. <laughs> No, I'm not going to go to your movies. Second thing is, when you're looking at what's going on in the world today and people are struggling, you and I were talking about this off the air a minute ago, people are struggling to pay their bills. The last thing in the world they want to watch is a bunch of rich, <laughs> snot-nosed liberals uh, yeah. getting $500,000 goodie bags. That's half a million dollars <laughs> in a freaking gift bag, so, man. Look, and, 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 and the, you're going to connect with the American yeah, people that, that are worried about yeah. buying eggs? The, 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 the whole award thing thing is a dying industry the whole all the award thing is just going down in tubes and that's why and, and, and the one thing i'll say to taylor taylor got upset because joe coy you know told a truthful joke about her <laughs> he told a truthful joke and he i just did. i just say to her get over it toots it, yeah you have a great it, life there yeah. uh, taylor here, here it is <laughs> cut number one jimmy here is his joke about taylor swift last and she glared at him oh yeah here we go Big difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL. On the Golden Globes, we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. We have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. You know, and then right. she's staring at she him. She just takes a sip of her wine with yeah. this pissed off look in her eye. And the Swifties across America all go to X and they start, oh, who God. is this Joe Coy thing? And what? Listen, uh, that's a true deal, man. I watch football <laughs> and I watch the Kansas no. City Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that later. Sure. And I'm like, Get her off the TV. I want to see. I tuned into football to see football. Right. Well, it, you know, that was the big take. This also tells you something about how much people care about this crap. That was the biggest story out of the Golden Globes yesterday. <laughs> true. The, ta- the Taylor Swift thing actually was the biggest story. It's true. Nobody remembers a damn thing about the rest of it. Except for that moment, and that's all you need to know. Well, no, it, nobody cares no. anymore. And she lost. Think about this: she lost to the worst movie of all time, <laughs> Barbie. Now she did stand up and applaud Barbie, yeah. and then she left. Got the hell out of there, man! She, she got stuff to do, man. Left. I'm, I'm, I'm the, done with this lame ass party. All right, quick break. More wearing Rama coming up. KTSa. Discover the difference that Jesus Christ can. Seven thirty-five with wearing Rama on KTSa. So. The sec def um, decides to go into ICU, uh, apparently because he had a hangnail or something really minor, because that's what you go to ICU for, you, right? You go to ICU because you're at risk of dying. Of course. <laughs> of course. What is he doing so, in there? So what the line is, and, and I say it's all a line at this point, because none of these people tell the truth. No. And none of the media tells the truth either. So That's right. Uh, he goes to have an elective procedure is what we're told. Then something goes wrong, and he starts to hurt, so he goes back to Walter Reed, and they put Lloyd Austin in ICU. (laughs) Now, my wife was in ICU for a little over two weeks years ago. It's a stressful, and uh, you're hanging by a thread. Oh, I was there 
four times. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's dicey stuff, man. Well, a doctor told me she could die any minute. Yeah, well, okay. that's why you go there. Yeah. Both of my parents ended up in ICU. Both of them died in right. ICU. Right. So uh, ICU is where you go typically, hopefully to get well, but a lot of times well, it's you an, die. It's, it's intensive care. That's you're, what it's for. You're, you're there because you were in a that's very right. dire situation. And he's in a dire situation. And, or so we're told now, but they didn't tell anybody then. Uh, what the line is out of D.C. is the president didn't know. That's not that's not shocking because he's not the president. He's he didn't know what he had for lunch, man. That right. guy didn't know anything. Exactly. So that's not shocking. But then you go down the list, man, and the National Security Advisor didn't know. The entire National Security team <laughs> didn't know. Lloyd Austin's backup, his number two, she's on vacation in Puerto Rico. They call her. And they right. say to her, you're going to have to do some of his duties for a day or two. They didn't tell her hey, uh, that he's in a hospital. Like she works at the Circle K. <laughs> hey, uh, look, uh, we're, we, we're down a person tonight. Can you come in? You, you know, want to fill in this weekend? To the Defense Department? Yeah. And so, uh, and they didn't tell her why. And so, instead of saying, get on the plane and get back here now, they just, you know, whatever. Um, and, and, and then, uh, yesterday, Anthony Blinken gives a speech, the Secretary of State. I had no idea. I'm talking <laughs> to Lloyd. I don't know where Lloyd is. I have no idea. Blah, 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 blah. Why? Because this is the question I keep asking. Why would they have to lie about this? What's going on here that you have to lie to that many people about this? Why? Why did he go to the ICU? I mean, it's, it, come on. It, it, it seems kind of silly that you would have to lie about. If he's got a medical condition, he's got a medical condition. He's having a medical situation. Why would you not want to tell people? Uh-huh. Especially the people who are directly involved inside the administration. Well, now, you look at what's going on in the world, right? And we got three wars. Two of them are hot, hot <laughs> yeah. shooting wars. Yeah. Another one is a country that's about to take over another independent country. We've got situation in the Red Sea where... Over, you know, a, a third or more of the world's economy depends on what happens in the Red Sea. Right. They're, we're being attacked and ships are being attacked in the Red Sea every day. Iran put a warship in the Red Sea last oh, week. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Our troops, since October 7th, when the Palestinians killed the Israelis, our troops have been under attack in the Middle East hundreds of times. Not right. a handful, hundreds of times. The sex, sec death is in ICU, and nobody knows this. When the president, if he's really the president, and he's not, no. but if he really were the president, he'd be on the phone several times a day with the SecDef, with the NSA, and with the Secretary of State. Every day, several times a day with the way the world is. So this just goes to prove, once again, Joe Biden ain't the president. Well, no, you're right. And, and, but again, it's like, well, it's the military, so it's not like you're going to freak people out by it because, well, you got a deputy secretary. You, it, it, there's not a loss in command. Because he's in the ICU. So, again, why are you lying? Why did you not tell people about this? Maybe it has something to do with whatever the freaking procedure was that he had that put his ass in the ICU. But it seems like an odd thing to not tell a yeah. whole lot of people about. Yeah. Now, America, the, 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 the public, I don't know. Okay, well, they don't like telling you and me anything. And when they do, they lie their asses off. But when you find out how many people within didn't know... It's like, why, why would you need to do that? Right, right. What happened that you felt the need to let his, not, you know, make sure it was as quiet as possible? Right. That's what I, I think is strange. And that's why I say I think he called his boss, Barack Obama, and told him that he was going to be out for a few days with it. Barack probably knew because he's the real boss here. But uh, Joe, why inform Joe? What's he going to do? Well, no, I get all that. Yeah. 
but it it's 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 obviously like some there's a lot of efforts here to keep this quiet uh and something as you know benign as well we all get sick we all go to the hospital so again why why this situation i don't understand it now his answer to that is lloyd austin says it was an elective procedure that i had decided that i was going to do and i just ended up in a whole lot of pain bullcorn this is not that's not true that is absolutely not true i mean unless but but then again again why would he just say what the elective procedure was right and 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 what he's saying is well you know it's my own personal private business i don't have to share this with anybody no you're the sec that you sort of have to did he get like his nipples pierced and got an infection i mean what the you really sort of have to like be level with people and i gotta tell but and i gotta tell you as far as the american people are concerned i i get what you're saying about lying to the american people but i'm so i'm so sick of that i i want transparency i want a return to order and transparency and i know i'm pollyannish and i'm living in a fake oh, i I'm want that too world, but I, that's what i want you know and i want him fired or him to to quit i want that whole thing to change right now i really do i do too yeah just it, but, but you know the reality is it's probably not going to happen oh no it's not they've already said you know and, said. and so this is just yet another example Correct. of how freaking shady they are they're just Correct. a shady bunch of weirdos man look you lie and you cover up because you don't want people to know what you're doing right yeah you don't want people well, to know yeah. the real deal so why don't they want us to know about exactly this? right you know who what's really, going on who here's the question who really is the president and I have answered that many times. And who really is the defense secretary? Because it ain't Lloyd Austin. Apparently not. No, it's not. <laughs> you know. It's got to be somebody else. So, I don't know. But it's a very strange story. And it'll be interesting, interesting to see if we ever really find out what happened. I think it's probably going to go bye-bye. You, the only way you'll find out is if Tucker does a story on it. Right, right. If Tucker gets into it or, you know, we'll see. Somebody like that. Rogan, maybe. I, I don't know. But It's uh, not coming from the corporate media. It, it, it de- No. No, they, 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 they put out whatever they're handed, you know, I, I just, or don't put out what they're told Correct. not to put out. Correct. It's just a damn peculiar story because when people are lying for something that you don't have to lie about, then why? <laughs> What's what happened here? Well, and there's also a violation of the law. So oh, I guess there would be. No, that's, you know, he violated. He broke. He broke the law. Not that that matters to this well, administration. These people break the law every stinking day. Well, Alejandro Mayorkas is in yeah. is in Eagle Pass today. Yeah. He breaks the law every day. <laughs> he has perjured himself in front of Congress. Yeah. He breaks the law with the control of the border, and so you know he should also you know uh, face all that, but he won't. Five USC three three four nine is the code that uh, Lloyd Austin broke by not informing anybody that he was going to be in the hospital for a while. That's against the law. But anyway, it's not going to change anything. They're not going to do anything. It's just what happened. It's just it's fascinating, you know, to watch their twisted psychology at work. And that's kind of what we're all observing. Everything is double speak. Everything is a lie. Everything is a reconfiguration or contextual. They can't tell the truth to save their lives. So, again, what happened here that you felt the need to make sure as few people knew about it as possible? So, you know... Saturday- He's going in for some hair plugs? Yeah, right. No, I don't, right. no that was Joe. That years was ago. Joe, yeah. Uh, of course, over the weekend was Jay 6th. Oh, yeah, yeah. Your buddy's in the media that we've been talking about. Cut number four here, Jimmy. Um, MSNBC. Their anchor there is named Jonathan Capehart. Oh, God. He had a former D.C. Metropolitan yes. Police Officer by the name of Michael... Fanone on it, and and Michael is a he hates Trump with a, right. with a white hot passion. Oh, this right? is so pathetic. And uh, so here's the MSNBC <laughs> anchor Jonathan Capehart 
bawling his eyes it's out. Man. Bawling his eyes wow. out. He's got a tissue and he's rubbing his eyes in his mouth and he's <laughs> sobbing about J6 three years later. Listen to this. I'm going to try to get through this. <laughs> Pull it together, man. <laughs> Thank you for what you did three years ago today. Oh, God. You know. um, please tell me your thoughts um, on this third anniversary. <laughs> Um, He's crying too. <sighs> we are uh, still in the midst of the the same fight that began uh, on January sixth. Now let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, there, big boy. Pathetic, we're in the man. same fight we've been in since seventeen seventy six. That's the fight we're in, well, big boy. Like, you know, they're so traumatized by it. <laughs> you were giving walking tours, dude. Let me tell you something. I've been saying this for a long time. The left in this country, meaning the media, they are elevating J6 to 9-11. Oh, they are. And December 7th of 41. Oh, absolutely. They're putting it up there with that. They're crying about it, just like 9-11 and the buildings and the people roasting inside yeah, those buildings. Yeah, which makes them children, man. It's awful. childish. Awful It's people. embarrassing. Yes. J6. Oh, I love it when they... The insurrection. Uh, when they embarrass themselves, I love it. Yeah, I, I just, no, keep do more doing of that. it, please. Yeah, keep please. making an ass yeah. out of yourself. I want to see. I want to see Maddow do it again, like she ah. did that one time over the infra, the taxes that weren't existent, and she cried. Yes, over this. yeah, Mad Cow, Rachel Mad Cow, right. Bridgehead IT is your technology partner, technology success, and that's what Bridgehead IT is all about for your business. Technology is always changing. It's overwhelming, it's frustrating, and it can hold your company back, but it doesn't have to. At Bridgehead IT, they're not just another IT company. They are your trusted partner dedicated to providing technology solutions that will empower your business to thrive well into the future. From switches and routers to streamlined documentation, dispatch and triage, AI, top-notch IT management, and so much more. Bridgehead IT meticulously orchestrates every aspect of your IT infrastructure, assuring maximum efficiency and reliability, and freeing you up to make more money for your company. BridgeheadIT.com, BridgeheadIT.com, or give them a call, 210-477-7999. Looking to replace your windows without breaking the bank? Yeah. And it's uh, 7.51 with Warren Rima at KTSA. Well, one more movie star story. Jodie okay. Foster did a uh, an interview. Mm. And Jodie Foster's two-time Oscar winner. I mean, I've always been a fan. I think she's a brilliant actress. Uh, I'm sorry, actor. You can't say actress anymore. Yeah. But just has done a lot of great roles. I mean, she's uh, she's been around forever since Taxi Driver in the late 70s or 1977. That's right. And they're interviewing her, and I think she kind of let slip with a few things. But it's interesting. She's talking about Gen Z Mm-hmm. folks on the set and I, I don't know who the they figured out who the actress she was talking about is i've never heard of her but she's talking about gen zers on set are really quote annoying mm-hmm. uh her words uh they're really annoying especially in the workplace they're like nah i'm not feeling it today i'm gonna come in at 10 30 a.m so they show up late mm-hmm. and then she goes off on their emails or professional emails which are grammatically incorrect and uh, she says she pointed that out to a few, and they're like, well, what's it matter? It's limiting to use grammar. Mm. And I just thought it was interesting to see somebody who is a fairly liberal person. I think we can all agree yeah. Jodie Foster is a fairly, you know, pretty atypical yeah. of, uh, of Hollyweird, you know, right. and she's a lesbian, too, so mm-hmm. she's, pretty le- she's pretty liberal. 
And that's why it really must be annoying for somebody like that to start talking smack about other people on the set. Sure. And I think, again, I think it was one of those moments where it just kind of came out. She didn't realize it. But if it, look, if Gen Zers are annoying in the workplace in any other regard, why wouldn't they be annoying on a movie set? So has she apologized yet? Uh, probably. It's I don't coming. Think so. it's I'm coming. sure. I'm sure she will. <laughs> yeah, she will. But, you know, they, yeah. they are annoying in the workplace. <laughs> of course. You, know, and, uh, you hear stories from people all the time. They don't want to show up on time. Right. They don't want to work. You know, yeah. we talk about quiet quitting and all this crap all the time. They just, they suck, Trey. They have no work ethic. <laughs> when Jody Foster is yelling at you. Yeah, well, that's a problem. You suck, man. <laughs> 7.53 with Ware and Rima. Let's go to the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Carl Eggers is here, creatingricherlives.com with a look at the week in the financial markets and so on. Well, Carl, what does it look like this week? What can we expect? What a segue. <laughs> Jody Foster to Carl Eggers. Um, well, Happy New Year. Good morning. Um, you know, we ended up having a great year for stocks. I think it was a, a classic example of why investors need to stay flexible. And even though there was plenty of things to worry about, you know, I mean, long-term investors got to stay diversified. It sounds a little cliche, but sometimes the markets will do surprising things. We know the Fed pivoted last year at the end of the year and basically said, you know what, we're not going to raise interest rates. In fact, we may lower them. A lot of people think it's political. A lot of people think there's a lot of reasons why they're doing that. But the stock market loved it. I would say for, for right now, investors really need to think about, you know, it's the beginning of the year. Look at your 401k. Do you have stuff that's way out of whack? In other words, things that did really well that you need to take some profits on. Look at your contribution levels. It's a good time. The calendar just switched. It's a good time to just assess all of those things. Check beneficiaries, all those things. Um, as far as this week, Trey, we've got CPI, just inflation data. Pretty quiet week economically. But we're going to see if the inflation rate, you know, is continuing to come down, which it came down a lot last year. Uh, again, just for those listeners that may be new, inflation rate coming down does not mean prices coming down. <laughs> it means that the stuff's going up slower. So prices are still climbing. They're just climbing at a slower rate than they were, let's say, a year ago. So Wall Street celebrated that, but it's still pinching uh, everybody's wallets, the consumers' wallets. Very good. Carl, thank you very much. Carl Eggers, CreatingRicherLives.com, Monday mornings here on KTSA. One thing we found out, too, Sean, uh, the, you know, the job numbers have been going up. and right. the, the, the Biden administration has been talking about what a great job they're doing with the job numbers and so on, right? <laughs> right. We're adding all these millions of jobs. Where? <laughs> well, that, that is the, that's the problem. It was announced over the weekend that they quietly eased out 439,000 jobs. So they're now up to around 450,000 when you factor in some of these others. Uh, pulling that back out of their report, saying we overestimated by about 450,000, something like that. Uh, what they have been doing to pad the numbers to make Joe look good and mm. make this administration and this economy look good, a couple of things. They have been counting government jobs, and government has been the number one hirer, the <laughs> number one hirer since Joe Biden became president. Right. Well, they just hire warm bodies. That's they it. sit and look at porn all day that's and collect it. a that's salary, it. and then you can claim we created jobs. Uh, yeah, and they go to the hospital and don't yeah. tell anybody. So <laughs> that, that's that's a government job for you, and that, that's what they've been <laughs> right. doing. You know what else they've been adding to new jobs and claiming these are new jobs? All these people that are taking second, third, and fourth jobs just to pay their bills, they're putting those numbers in their overall weekly report as well right, right. and saying, look at these job numbers. They're not telling you, number one, that it's a bunch of government workers, and number two, that it's a bunch of people taking second, third, and fourth. Now, four jobs. I saw a story, yes, I can't remember where, but uh, they said even people working 
two, you know, two and three jobs total are still not making it. Yeah. People They're still jobs. having trouble That's right. working multiple jobs. Right. That's a crap economy. <laughs> yeah. So they sort of have to cook the books on this thing sure, because they can't deal with it honestly because it sucks, well, man. Well, when you strip out the jobs that returned after the pandemic, remember, well, that's Trump what they talked did. about the yeah. V, right? Right. So you've got about $20 million that came back, and... and Joe claimed all of those, which is right? yeah. But you strip those out, he's about four million jobs to the good, which is nothing. That's no. a, that's a tiny little amount in three years of being in office, and a lot of that again is government hires and people who are taking on. Yeah, people are working now their third and fourth job, and they're filling up seven days a week. Yeah, just to and, pay bills. And, and still barely making huh. it, if, if at all. Look again, we were at the grocery store last night. A can of Campbell's soup is almost two dollars at this point. What was it before? Like seventy nine yeah. cents. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Sixty nine yeah. cents. All right, quick break. More wearing Rama coming up. KTSa. The Ramsey Reality Check is brought to you by Steve. Where in Rima, 7 till 9, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Hey, hey, sir. Just thinking about what we were talking about just now. So I told Sean off the air about two, two and a half weeks ago, maybe three at this point, one of the major newspapers had a, you know, like this, uh, I don't know, this conversation. And I, I have people whisper in my ear all the time. I tell you that, right? Right, right. But they, they, you know, the Washington whisper crowd, you know, that Lloyd Austin's gay. And so this whole thing about him disappearing and being in ICU for and a few days. We were talking. And I don't know why. I make, it's Monday. I'm a little, I'm a little slow on Mondays. Yeah. I didn't make the connection. Yeah. What if the dude's getting like the snip, you know, right. or getting some boobs or something, uh-huh. and he's going to come back and uh, yes. as Loretta Austin, uh-huh. you know? That's right. Wow. Would that be a hell of a – I mean, he's pushing the tranny stuff on the military. Well, that's the, he's been the number one proponent of it, that, that so, anti-white guy stuff. Does he feel like a woman? I mean, is this, is this – what's at play here? We're going to have fun with that. about it, we'll man. see. I know, right? Uh, okay, so just a couple of quick uh, bits and pieces type stuff yeah, to yeah. start this hour off. Let's just bounce sure. around a little bit. You want to? Sure. The Vulcan rocket with a rover has been sent to the moon. Mm. And so it's on its way right now as we speak. First time in 50 years that we've sent anything to the moon. Well, we really screwed that one up. This man. is a private <laughs> investment firm that is oh, doing yeah. this, right? Um, so it's got, uh, number one, it's got a rover on it, kind of like the old uh, dune buggies that they uh, well, It's like the one on Mars, right? I guess they're yeah. going to drive it around and yeah. look at stuff. It's bigger than the one on Mars. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, okay. it's, yeah. Right. But, but yes, you're, that's correct. It's right. going to rove all over the moon, which we've already done, a, supposedly. And, uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> See how you are. And it's taking a memorial payload with it, which is uh, ashes. Uh, well, okay, first of all, uh, the hair of George Washington is going. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's got the ashes of a lot of the stars from Star Trek, including Gene Roddenberry. Oh, wow. Going to the moon. Uh, so that's going. That, that's kind of cool. I say we screwed it up because yeah, we went there fifty years ago and haven't been back and haven't done oh. anything with the information, haven't right. pursued that at all, which I think is a shame. Yeah, Capricorn One, we did go there, so it was a really great thing. <laughs> no a, comment. I have a friend that really believes we didn't go. I yes, but here's a question that I have for you. So this thing blasted off over the weekend. Um, it's not going to get there till February. Right. This is 2024. <laughs> now, I remember, I, I remember 67, 68, 69, 70. I remember that very well because we were forced by my dad, and I'm glad he did it. He made us right. watch the whole thing. Right. Every last bit of Apollo. 
Why did it only take a couple of days in the 1960s, but it's taken a month in Because we suck. <laughs> we just suck now at most things. Unless, the, the, unless, the we, didn't along, go, unless we didn't go in the no, 60s. No, we went. The, the and it, fur- actually, the trip does take a month. Well, no, I, we went. I, I, I can get into why I'm pretty sure we went there. But uh, I, we, we just suck at everything now, and we could do it better back then. <laughs> We could do we could do stuff better back then with less technology than we can today because yeah. we're just screwed up in the heads and we suck. Yeah. There you go. Um, the Biden administration is an, I don't know who these people think they are, but they have announced that they're taking down the statue of William Penn in Pennsylvania, yes. right? Uh, in Philadelphia. This is the historic home of William Penn, who, who by the way, I, I could make a case that a lot of the Constitution was based on his writings yeah. in Pennsylvania. He established this whole law and order stuff sure. in Pennsylvania, right? And uh, a lot of the Constitution, when it came down and they were working on it, they referred a lot to William Penn and what he had written and the social order and so on, right? Yeah, I, yeah absolutely. Yeah. But getting rid of the William Penn statue right. in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So that brings up another question. <laughs> if they're going to take down his statue, when are they going to rename the state? I guess they should. They can't. Ra- what, what, what's the argument? He, did he have a slave? Yeah, or slave. slaves? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, We've yeah. got to rename the whole damn state. It's a it's racist a, name. It is, really is. I mean, if you're going to take down his statue, why would you allow a state to yeah. be named after Need him? A name change, man. <laughs> you know, got to name the state something else. Uh, I've been to Pennsylvania. <laughs> I used to live uh, fairly close to where this uh, place is. Yeah. Uh, just rename the state something a little more honest. Boringville. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Boringville. The British Film Institute. Is... Oh, God. <laughs> Are you trying to upset me? No. Ah! Does this upset you? Yes. Okay. No, let's talk about it. Go ahead. Yeah. The British Film Institute <laughs> is placing trigger warnings <laughs> on James Bond films because they would cause an offense, Mr. Ron. They might cause an offense yeah. because they represent views and perspectives that uh, are not... Uh, you know, what we do these days. And, and they actually made the claim that they were upset about it during the time when Goldfinger, because the movies are upset about Goldfinger, yeah. You Only Live Twice. Right. They're the Sean, one of the, I think Live and Let Die was another one. Uh, and they make the claim that they were offended by that stuff back then, which absolutely, oh. they, give me a break, man. <laughs> James Bond was the number uh, one franchise sure. in the universe and, at that point. And these are all the Sean Connery James yes. Bonds. Well, as yeah. one uh, yeah. Roger Moore movie right. I didn't like. But. So, uh, language, yeah. images that reflect views prevalent in his time and will cause offense today. Such as scenes of domestic violence because, you know, Ugh. he shoved people out of airplanes and stuff well, like that, you know. so It's just getting silly, man. Yeah. At this point, it's just really getting I, I read an article, an op-ed piece on that by a guy who said, hey, and you talk about this a lot. We talk about this a lot. Okay, this is why this guy said, this is why I collect DVDs. That's right. why I still collect DVDs. Absolutely. Because they can't edit stuff out of a DVD. It's like Jack in the books. Sure. You know, Ricardi said for years he gets you know, hardcover yep. books. Uh, so you can't uh, edit them digitally or whatever. He's right. Well, look at what. Look, look, just look at the two stories we did in that segment. First of all, we did three stories. But first of all, William Penn and erasing William Penn, and so uh, from Pennsylvania, we, we have to change history, yeah. right? Oh as, yeah, as if he never existed, right. right? And now we're putting trigger warnings on James Bond films. I tell you what, they ought to do. Just give 
the Academy or whoever's doing whoever is doing BFI, this, this is a British film institute. There you go. Yeah. All right, give them the Goldfinger. <laughs> but you know, right? I concur. But at some point, you know, you you won't even be able to see a lot of no. these movies. They'll just be gone. Yeah. You That's know, right. I mean, the James when the, once they start taking down the James Bond movies. Which were fairly light compared to today's uh, content. Right. Well, then Blazing Saddles is going to go of away. Course. Then all these other movies are going away. And you just, you just won't be able to see them. The very first company to do that was Disney with Song of the South. Yes. They released it and went, oh, my God. And they immediately, immediately locked up Song of the South. And you haven't seen it since. You can't buy a DVD, I, a VHS, I saw it, nothing. I saw it at a, at a matinee on a, when it returned to theaters briefly in the early 70s. Because I remember seeing it at the theater. And then, yeah, yep. it went away, and he never saw or heard from it again. Yep. But, that, but that was back then. Right. Now it's standard practice. Now well, they right. want to get rid of all these movies. That, and that's yeah. my point, yeah. is that, yeah, they started it back then, but look, everything's got to go now. Even William Penn has got to go. William Penn has to go in Pennsylvania. So they they really need to change the name of the state because that's, you know, that, that again, hurts. How about Jamville? There's right. lots of good jellies and jams yeah. in Pennsylvania. Exactly. <laughs> Amish land. I, I, I was going to say the Amish country. Man, we'll just name it the Amish country. Pennsylvania is one of the most boring states I've ever been to in my life, so come up with something appropriate. And who, Snoozeville. Who are these people who unilaterally, by the way, decide, I'm taking down the state? They didn't Democrats. ask anybody. I know. They're, they're Democrats because they're trying to erase their own dicey history with well, racism. And, and that's the thing is they were the party of the slave yes, owners. They that, were the party of the slave that, That's the history they want to rewrite. And you know what? <laughs> you know what? The truth is they still are. See, that's the dirty little secret. I concur. Is that when LBJ said that, they all meant it. What they were going to do is claim to be something other than right. they're the defenders of black people. Right. But they keep. They oppress more black people than anybody oh, they want else. Them, they want them on the, pla- the political plantation, and don't exactly you dare right. move off that. And what, they are, but the fact is, they are. They're losing well, they're. black support across right. the board. But what did Joe say? If you don't vote for me, you ain't black. You ain't black. Okay. Right. So well, good luck with that. Quick, uh, quick uh, break. More wearing rhyme coming up. You know, Hicks Carpet One not only can do a beautiful job at your home, and they've done it now since 1935 at your home. They can do it at your business too. Oh, yeah, they do a lot of commercial work. Whether it's a bank, uh, offices, doctors' offices, any kind of small business, medium-sized business, whatever. They have a wide range of commercial carpets and modular carpet tiles and LVP that suits any space. Whether it's for your place of business, your commercial project, or at your house, too. The largest and best selection of flooring in San Antonio is at Hicks Carpet One. And that's also where you're going to find the beautiful guarantee. Which means, if you don't like your Carpet One flooring for any reason, Hicks will replace it absolutely free. Got a beautiful showroom off-Broadway and Loop 410, or they'll even come to your home and give you a free in-home estimate with Hicks Carpet One. The highest quality hardwood flooring Carpet, laminate, tile, and luxury vinyl plank for home and office is at Hicks Carpet One. HicksCarpetOne.com and on the phone, 210-496-2121. Some rain around this morning. Cloudy later on today. Uh, wind is going to pick up quite a bit. We expect some pretty serious wind gusts later this afternoon, tonight, and tomorrow. Sunny and windy tomorrow at around 60. Right now it's 55 at KTSA. Good morning, working trouble spots. At- and it's 820, Trey Ware and Sean Rima. Ware and Rima on KTSA. You know, one thing, I, I don't know if you noticed this, but the Israeli war has kind of gone to the back burner as far as, you know, consciousness and awareness. It's kind of not the shiny thing anymore, it seems, uh, as far as what you see in the news cycle these days. 
and yet crap's still going on. Mm-hmm. And I and the protests are still going on as well. You're not hearing as much about those anymore, but that's still happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I saw this in, in Toronto. Now I remember when the truckers uh, were not trucking, uh, and they were protesting the vax mandates in Toronto. That's remember correct. that? that and is there, there, there was happening here too. That is right. I think out in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, they uh, had their bank accounts frozen. Uh, Trudeau was out there talking crap about them. They were the worst people in the world. Yep. Well, we had a pro-Hamas uh, protest in Toronto, uh, which was blocking uh, a major... Another, they do it on these major uh, highways, and uh, Highway 401. It was mm-hmm. a, a, a bridge road. Yep. And to get into, I guess, Toronto. And they blocked it completely, and the police were stopping by with coffee and sandwiches, yep. were hobnobbing with them. Mm-hmm. That's interesting, isn't it? That's all you really need to know about Canada. And then we had another one in Seattle uh, over the weekend. This didn't get a lot of uh, a lot of coverage. Uh, where again, uh, it was I five in Seattle. They blocked this as a major major route for people to get into the, into the city, and they blocked it up. Uh, there's a video, a very disturbing video, where you see an ambulance uh, sitting. It's a six mile backup, and it got an ambulance. It obviously has to get someplace, and it can't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I look at these things, and I just wonder, what do you, what do you really hope to achieve? You, you, do you really think a family member who loses a family member because they die in an ambulance because you're blocking the road is going to have some great satori, some great moment of revelation where they say, hey, wow, I'm nope. going to start pulling for the Palestinians. No, this is the cool thing to do right now, just like BLM, yeah. like BLM oh, was. Yeah. These, these are the same group, same people, same people. This is the latest thing to glom oh, sure. on to. People that were the Antifa people in, in Portland several years ago, burning Portland, right? Right. Then they became BLM, same folks, and they burned half the country, caused about $4 billion in damage, killed a bunch of people under the BLM banner. Same people, and now they've glommed on to this, and it's really cute to where they... I, I was driving to a neighborhood the other evening. It's about 8 o'clock at night neighborhood right and friday night and there's three or four kids outside and i want when i say kids probably middle schoolers they're wearing the palestinian hijab which they bought on amazon more than likely which Uh, most of them do right it's just the cool hip thing to 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 run around with but it it, does it it pisses everybody off well it's and it's anti-semitic in in toronto the road they were blocking leads to a jewish community yeah Uh, uh, and there was you know the timing was there i mean it was it's horrible so the cool thing right now is hating jews yeah the cool thing think about that the cool thing for young people right now is hating Jews. So you know what I thought about when I saw these young kids, liberals, obviously, walking around with their hijabs through this neighborhood. I thought, you know, they first of all, they should be required to go live under the system and the <laughs> laws that they... Yeah, go check it out. They're they proposing. Yeah. Because they would get there, they wouldn't survive about 10 minutes, right? Particularly what the, the things they claim to support, like the whole gay thing, the whole transgender thing, all of those liberal policies they say they support, they're dead in Palestinian world. Oh, and and any uh, fundamentalist Islamic uh, theocracy, you're going to die. They're going to kill you. It's illegal to be gay. Right. It's illegal to be gay. And if you're a woman... They chain you up. You got to follow them around with your head, put you know yeah, eyes if you on the ground. Glance at the wrong dude. That's man, it. They're going to stone you, bury you up to your neck, and stone you to death. You got it. You know it's horrible, but yep. that's what's so stupid about it all. The whole thing is dumb. But you know the, the the people who are fomenting this though are the the real deal. They're the real you know zealots, uh, pro Hamas zealots. These are the people within our own country who have always hated the Jews, have always been anti-Semitic, right? 
And now is the, this is their moment where they can get all the young idiots to come out sure. and, you know, from the river to the sea. Right. You know, it's, it's pathetic. What I wanted to do was stop the car the other night and ask these kids, uh, first of all, the Palestinian terrorists are still holding girls about your age mm, yeah. and raping them every day. Read the Daily Mail today, sure. and they show pictures of these little girls that are in middle, about middle school age, about 12, 13, 14 years old, being raped every day. They're still being held by the Palestinian terrorists, and they're being raped every day. Do you support that? They'd probably say, yeah, I'm against genocide, so I'm sorry. Some people got to get hurt. Right. Because I've heard that clap sure. trap before right. since this began. No, they wouldn't matter. You could, you, you, could, you could set these punks down in a movie theater and show them that footage that a lot of uh, people in the press have seen unedited. It's terrible. And you know what? It probably wouldn't make a damn bit of difference. No. You know, when not. you're dealing with a moron, uh, it, all the evidence, you could stack up all the evidence you want. It doesn't matter. Well, you know what they tell me? I don't know what they tell you, but they tell me that's not true. They don't, oh, they're yeah. not holding any hostages. They're not raping any no. women. They're not raping any w girls over there. They don't have any hostages. That's all a lie. Israeli lie. Well, yeah. And so, again, you could put all, all the evidence evidence you want you in front of them and say, hey, this evidence was provided by Hamas with their body cams. This is what they themselves are filming while they were doing this. And again, I don't think it would, I really don't think it would matter. No. And that's what's really sad about all, the whole all thing. All of it's designed and carried out to create this chaos and dissension here in America to right. separate us, divide and conquer. Barack Obama sat at the feet of Cloward and Piven. Read their books. This is what we have been seeing here for the past two decades and more, but particularly with the chaos in the streets and BLM and Antifa and now the Palestinian thing. Classic Cloward and Piven. Read the books, Cloward and Piven, how you overthrow a, a republic, a constitutional republic, to turn it into communism. This is it. Well, They've they're, got, they're, they're, they're about it. They are. <laughs> they're doing it. And uh, it, it's just... it's. When it comes to anti-Semitism, and again, you know, our generation was, you know, one of the last generations that we knew people who were in World War II. We grew up uh, watching documentaries that were only a handful of years old because, really, we weren't that far away from World War II and the death camps. It was such a pungent image in, in our youth growing up, and we learned about it in school, uh, uh, to see young people... Just being led around like dogs on leashes with sure. this anti-Semitism stuff, and not understanding what they're what they're calling for, or even why they're there, it's really sad. So Wikipedia, right? They're pretty much leftists. Wikipedia, oh yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. This is what they say about Cloward Piven, the strategy, a political strategy outlined in 1966 by American sociologists and political activists Richard Clower and uh, Francis Fox Piven. These are the folks Barack Obama sat at their feet. Right, he he right. studied under them. They were his gurus. It is the strategy of forcing political change leading to societal collapse through orchestrated chaos. Yeah, and you need a lot of dumbasses to make that chaos happen. The brown shirts were a bunch of moronic thugs. It's the same thing with, you, what, what, with who you have now, only these are, these are college students largely. That's what's oh, yeah. even more pathetic oh, about yeah. it. The Ca Cloward Piven strategy seeks to hasten the fall of capitalism by overloading the government bureaucracy with a flood of impossible demands, amassing massive unpayable national debt, well, we're there. And yeah. other methods such as unfettered immigration, mm. thus pushing society into crisis and economic collapse by overwhelming the system. Well, it's going on. And again, you've got plenty of morons at your disposal 
who uh, feel perfectly justified in their hatred, their vandalism, and their violence. Uh, and they're 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 about it. Sure we talk about it every day on this show. That's right. Eight twenty eight. Where in Rima? KTSA. Dave Ramsey here for my friends over at Connecticut. Where in Rima? Eight thirty seven. KTSA. So the corporate media spent the weekend convincing you that. It's the right thing to do to give Joe Biden the $14 billion so he can take care of the border. He needs $14 billion to take. And the Mino Republicans, the border is their fault because they won't give Joe the $14 billion that he needs. $14 billion to do what? Okay. Well, let me explain because I did some digging over the weekend what they will spend the $14 billion on. We have, as taxpayers of this country, invested in quite an infrastructure for human trafficking. Mm. So our money that we're all working in the wet to get right mm. now is stolen from us every couple of weeks from our paycheck. Right. And this administration has set up a human trafficking infrastructure. So the way it is is they give the money to a non-governmental organization, like a Catholic Charities or right, somebody right. like that, right? They give that money to them. They are set up in these various countries in Central South America, Asia, and other places. And these organizations then go out and recruit people. Now, their primo recruits are pregnant women. Mm. Because if you get pregnant women here and they have their baby, ah, guess what? The baby is an American citizen, right, right. which we ought to cancel that 14th Amendment all, or the 16th Amendment on that altogether. I agree. Together, altogether. Yeah. No more of that. Yeah. And uh, and so anyway, they, they go out and they recruit people. And they give them the money that they need to give the cartels. It's your tax money going to the cartels. Because you don't get across the border without cartel sponsorship. That's exactly right. We provide the transportation. All along the way, we provide clothing and shoes and cell phones, money, cash, giving them cash. And, of course, they got these camps that are set up all along the way so they get a good night's sleep in a nice, comfortable right. area that you're paying for with your taxpayer. This is the infrastructure I'm talking about. All the way down to making it to San Antonio where they go to the Migrant Resource Center on San Pedro, the Holiday Inn downtown, <laughs> or an airplane hangar at the airport right. until they are flown to their final destination, which is where they are needed to vote for the Democrats. And, again, we're paying for all of it. Every last bit yeah. of it, the $14 billion is not to put tanks and troops on the border, which is exactly what we need to be doing right now. Tanks and troops and missiles on the border. That's what we need, and that's what we should be doing. That's not what the $14 billion is for. The $14 billion is to help fund more of the illegals to get here. Yeah. To, to pay to for more of that infrastructure. the infrastructure that they've created. That's right. correct. You've so, got to support it. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's, but, the, but see, that's their arguing point. See, they know that Republicans aren't going to go for something like that, $14 billion. Mm -hmm. But they do it because now they can – see, I think both sides are playing the same game. Of course they are. Now they can say, well, we'd like to do all this great stuff for, about illegal immigration, but the Republicans won't – you know, there's, they're an obstacle in the way. We can't right. get our money to do this. Meanwhile, Republicans are kind of saying the same thing, right? The, uh, the rhinos inside the, uh, the swamp. You know, in a sense, do they really want to do something about it, too? Well, what I've been saying to Democrats all along is, don't worry. Don't worry your pretty little head about the $14 billion. The Republicans will cave, and they will give well, it, yeah. and they'll give it to you. I heard you saying that earlier. That's yeah. exactly what they'll do. Okay. So both are sort of, you know, 
setting up or propping up sure. the same status quo as far as illegal immigration. Absolutely. They're not going to do anything serious about it. And we, we're, more and more people are flowing across that border every day. Well, look, what it represents, and this is how it's bad for Americans, what it represents is cheap labor for corporations, right? So they're coming in, and this is what Republicans love because their corporate buddies right. get cheap labor, right? And that drives sure. down the more people you have here. The, the the wages are driven down all oh, across yeah. the board. Sure. Of so, course, it's simple economics. Right, exactly right. You know, and, and of course, the I think the primary motivation is what you stated a few minutes ago, is uh, they want them to vote. They want oh, them sure. to vote Democrat forever Absolutely. once they get here. Absolutely. The idea is to flip states like Texas by saturating, with, saturating it with people, with new citizens you think will vote Democrat. Well, and that's why. See, the Democrats, the Democrat Party, and, and the Republicans to a large, large degree as well. Remember, they're a uniparty, right? They're oh, a yeah, uniparty. Yeah, yeah. One wears red, one wears blue, yeah, but it's the, same. it's the yeah. same thing. So they are owned by these gigantic corporate interests that want to continue the cycle. So what they need is their help to lower labor costs in America, which is exactly what all this migration is doing. And Trump understood that. He knew that if he controlled migration into America, that Americans' wages would go up. And go back and look at his four years. We had incredible wage growth and Mm -hmm. low inflation, right? You could afford to buy whatever you wanted to afford. Well, sure. And the companies were competing for employees. So they were offering all kinds of benefits and decent salaries. People had more disposable income. They could buy washers and dryers and cars and houses and stuff. And the economy was rocking and rolling. I'm not even an economic expert, but I could see that it's basic economics 101. They don't want basic economics 101. They want this country brought to its knees. And I I submit that, yeah, still, the primary motivating factor for opening up that border is the votes. That's really, from their perspective, and I think all the other stuff, you know, helping out their corporate buddies with, you know, cheap labor, uh, crime and violence in the streets, which they also want, it, it wins for them. Well, that's what I was telling you earlier as well, and I, I hope that people would check out Cloward and Piven. I've right. been t- studying their stuff for 30 years now and talking about it on the air. They, This is unending immigration coming across the southern border unending creates a situation where it, the the weight on the system the system cannot sustain this well, no it's an impossibility for the system to to hold up underneath this you collapse the system and replace it with your communism that's well, what sure. happens. I, I likened it to a a table you just keep putting crap on the table Correct. even the strongest table at some point is going to give way right under the weight the economy and the the country it's the same thing that's exactly but that's right. what they want yes that is exactly <laughs> There's no it. other explanation that makes any sense that is what they want that is why they fight so hard against any tough measures on the border like greg abbott's been doing uh and they don't like him shipping them off to places where they don't need <laughs> or want you know additional votes it, 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 it's it's madness and again i i know i'm repeating myself because i say this all the time in regards to this situation i don't know how we come back from this when you have that many people it's gonna be hard that are shoved into this country even Donald Trump can't magically make them all go away. Yeah. So, uh, be hard. The one thing that has been true throughout history, you can't control people who have guns. 
Well, that's, that's true. That is the truth of history. Right. It's, it's an impossibility. Nations have known that forever. That's why one of the first things they do is disarm their public, their population, before right. they try to control them. You cannot control unarmed population. You can't. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, with the immigration thing, though, you also, like I said, you bring a lot of other stuff sure. with the, the votes, and that's, you know, violence in, in a lot of these cities where people don't have guns, where the laws are very restrictive. Disease. Disease. Mm-hmm. we got all kinds of diseases mm-hmm. we never hadn't dealt with in quite a while. That's right. That are making their so, way back here. TB. Right. Leprosy. leprosy. That we talked about last week, freaking leprosy is coming back, yeah. you know? yeah. So, you know, again, I not I, I think a lot of people going into 2024 are not feeling pretty good about stuff. No, and you, you have to continue to talk about it wherever you go and point to it. And the Republicans, you better get on board and start running the television commercials showing that southern border and the collapse of the southern border and the effects that it's having nationwide. It's so simple. It, yeah. All Republicans have to do is show that over and over oh, again. Show video also that we see of these random attacks and these smash and grabs sure. and all that. It's so simple. They The Democrats are providing you with campaign material every freaking day, and yet... Yep. They don't do it. Don't do anything with it. All right. Uh, let me tell you about Hess Fitness Products. The 2024 line of equipment and accessories at Hess Fitness Products is super impressive. Man, I had a good workout yesterday. And you know, when you have a good workout, how great you feel after it's over with. And, and it only took me, it took me about a half hour. Pro, I could have been done probably in 20 minutes with the workout, but I went ahead and I stretched it on out, did a few more calisthenics and some side skaters and some high knees and stuff like that that I wanted to do. But man, did I feel good. I feel great this morning, too. A little sore in a couple of spots, but I feel great. Do you want to feel great? Do you want to look great? Do you want to do more in your life as you age? Check into our friends over at Hess Fitness Products for over 40 years. They have been right there at 281 Thousand Oaks and Brook Hollow with the best warranties, best price guarantee, and the best in fitness equipment, no matter what it is you want to do with your life and how you want to get into the best shape of your life. Hess will get you there. HessFitness.com. Hess Fitness on 281 between Thousand Oaks and Brook Hollow. Some of those old injuries, they begin to creep up and things 